if you wanted to be an insufferable bore at parties, would it be worth getting a sex change? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. So I'm watching Uncivil Law. He's a YouTuber. I'm watching him watch, you know, what is this, Inception. I'm watching some guy watch something else. But so Dr. Phil had a transgender episode the other day where Matt Walsh, who's like a right-wing pundit, went on there to talk to a couple transgender individuals and uh, some sort of um, professor who's interested in transgender stuff. And so Uncivil Law, he's a guy I watch sometimes. He's he's a little bit on the right wing, um, although you wouldn't know it from watching him. But he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. He's a YouTube lawyer. And so he's trying to break down what they're saying using, like, logic, formal logic. Like, you know, what exactly is being said here? What do these words mean? And so it starts out, Dr. Phil, a couple transgender individuals come out. I mean, I he's picked some pretty good ones. I can't tell if they are biological men or women. Um, it's tricky. They both have beards. I don't know. You just you would have to go watch the video. Look up Dr. Phil Transgender. You can see if you can figure it out. But anyways, Dr. Phil asks them, okay, what does it mean to be... Sorry, what's the difference between sex and gender? And so the answer is, sex is your chromosomes, it's the thing between your legs, etc. And gender is between the ears, it's in your brain. And I guess I'll mention here, uh, what's the difference? You know, what's a man? A man is a male human, a woman is a male, sorry, a female human. At least that was the old school definition, you know, we're changing stuff around now. And then, well, what is a male human or a female human? Well, there's something called gametes. And so a male is someone who has small gametes and a female is someone who has large gametes. And that just means uh, sperm and egg. Sperm is small, egg is large. So that was, you know, that's the biological scientific definition until we're looking into a, a new definition for stuff now. And so uh, uncivil, that's what I'll call this lawyer. Um, he's like, okay, so I can look inside my pants and I will know what sex I am or I can get a DNA test a chromosome test and I will know what sex I am but he's like you know he's, he's like how do I know about myself and he's like well then how do I know what gender I am like I can look in my pants and see that I'm a male I guess but I can't look inside my own head and see that I'm whatever so, I guess the point is, he feels, and I think I agree, things are getting a little wishy-washy here. Alright, I mean, so none of this is going to make sense or stand up to logic. But, okay, what what does gender mean? It's like, holy crap, you start talking about this stuff and I, I don't even know what I'm... I don't even know what words mean anymore. So, okay, what does gender mean? Looking at it here. On Google definition, uh, gender, noun, either of the two sexes, male and female especially when considered with reference to social and cultural differences rather than biological ones. So, like, gender is the same as sex, but especially it's related to cultural differences. I mean, like, you know, supposedly women cook and men take out the garbage. So your gender, your, is, your gender is male or female, but especially 
especially whether or not you cook, or especially whether or not you take out the garbage. Okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense, but we'll go with that for now. Well, and then one of the transgender individuals mentions being assigned a gender at birth. So maybe this is, you you know, in the old days, like, you know, I think a hundred years ago, everyone knew what gender meant. Male, female, same thing as man, woman. But now we're changing stuff, so I guess, you know, like a doctor used to assign boy-girl to the little babies, little goo-goo-ga-gas. But now that we know, or possibly know, that gender is something that's in the brain, it's between your ears, um, I guess a doctor could never assign boy or girl I mean, until you like get a brain scan or some other kind of test. All right, so Dr. Phil brings up some definitions. Cisgender. Your gender identity matches the gender you're assigned at birth. Transgender. Your gender identity does not match what was assigned at birth. And non-binary. Gender identity doesn't match any of the options that could have been assigned to you at birth. Which I think is contradicting... Are we getting to a contradiction here yet? So Dr. Phil asks, okay, so why do we need this term cisgender, like a cisgender man, right? That means a man who identifies as, he was, whatever, he was a man, the doctor said he was a boy, and he's a, and he identifies as a man when he grew up. And the transgender individual is like, yeah, we can't just call that person a man, because a transgender man is a man. And if you just let men, you know, what you usually think of as men, be called men then that will leave trans men out in the cold. Well, so I think I'm going to try and break this stuff down afterwards. But now they're talking about Matt Walsh. So he's the right-wing guy. You know, this is kind of a, I guess, a family feud on the subject of transgenderism. And so this guy, Matt Walsh, he wrote a book called Johnny the Walrus. And it's a children's book. It's got pictures, etc. And it's all about a young boy who decides that he's a walrus. Like, you know, I mean, to put it <laughs> kind of gross, this young boy has a penis between his legs, but between his ears, he's a walrus. And the book is just purely written to make fun of transgender stuff, which is kind of not cool, but is also kind of funny. I guess I'll allow it, because I'll allow any sort of humor. But anyways, you know, this boy, he identifies as a walrus. I think the teachers at the school say, oh yeah, he's a walrus. You gotta, hey, hey parents, you gotta understand that he's a walrus. And then the doctors are like, yeah, parents, don't you know he's a walrus? And then he takes uh, walrus hormones. He doesn't like start looking like a walrus. He still looks like a young boy. And I guess he goes and lives with the walruses at the zoo. Something like that. And the lawyer is like, you know, well, what's the difference? This person over here has a penis and says they're a woman. And this person over here says they're a walrus. Now, you know, is one of them more correct than the other? Is this person more of a woman than that person is of a walrus? And, uh, you know, I don't think those things are the same at all exactly, but... There's kind of a problem because there are a lot of people, like basically transgender, non-binary people who are not joking around, not right-wing people at all, who have identified as various animals and other stuff, unicorns, 
dragon. They 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 put the word Ken K I N on there, so like dragon Ken. You know, I think it's an online thing. Whatever. There's people who go online and say they're a dragon. They're dragon Ken, which is like, first off, you're not really a dragon, and second off, dragons don't even exist. You're something that doesn't exist. Uh. Actually, I don't want to dunk on them. The problem there, it makes it makes transgender stuff look a little ridiculous because because transgender people themselves will start taking it to a ridiculous extreme, like being dragons. All right, I'm gonna throw in a a little clip of uh, Dr. Phil talking to Matt Walsh here. Uh, you know, Matt Walsh is he's too dismissive of this situation. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll talk about it and explain it after this. But, anyways, he's so dismissive; it is kind of funny. So, throw in a clip. In an emotional way that they don't identify with the sex that they have been biologically created as and assigned at birth based on their genitalia. If they don't feel that way, that there's no construct that describes that, experiences that. Well, that's got nothing to do with the reality. So you can feel however you want. I mean, I could sit here and say that I feel like a tomato plant, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually in those things. So your, your self-perception, you can have whatever self-perception you want, but you can't expect me to take part in that self-perception or to take part in this kind of charade, this theatrical production. You don't get your own pronouns, just like you don't get your own prepositions or your own your own adjectives. You know, it's like if I were to tell you, my adjectives are handsome and brilliant. And no matter, whenever you're talking about me, you have to describe me as handsome and brilliant because that's how I identify. Makes no sense. You don't get your own pronouns. These are, that's... I, I, you know, unsurprisingly, I'm with Matt Walsh on this one. Uh, okay, so let me try and break this down, if I can, possibly to the absolute truth. Like, no one here either knows the truth or allows himself to see the truth. So, this show, the, whatever, Dr. Phil put on, and you heard the, you heard my lawyer, that lawyer that I kind of like, uh, uh, say something there at the end. But, um, supposedly this show is all about pronouns. Like, if someone has a penis between their legs, I hate to keep saying that, it's gross, but it sure is, uh, Sure is descriptive. I mean, it makes my mind see someone with a penis between their legs. Anyways, if someone has a penis between their legs and they say that they're a woman, should you you have to call them a she and her, etc., pronouns. And so people are like, you know, this does not stand up to logic. You know, if you say you're a gender but you're a woman, well, then what's a woman? Well, a woman is a gender without a woman without a gender, etc., it, 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 you end up with a circular um, definitions, and it just doesn't work out. I mean, I was kind of, whatever. I don't want to go into why it doesn't work out, because that's too difficult, and, you know, formal logic is not something I want to talk about here, and it's not something you can explain to a podcast. But anyways, it just doesn't work out. So basically, trans people are like, I want you to call me something that is obviously wrong if you go by logic. Go by definitions, go by biology. And then people on the other side are like, I'm not going to say things that are, you know, are, are false based on logic. You know, contradict the definitions of words as we know them. And 
try and say that biology isn't real when obviously every scientific thing says it is. And if you gave a man, you know, woman's drugs or a woman man's drugs and they would die. So that ain't real. Okay, so all this stuff comes down to the human brain. Let's get down to it. There's an emotion called disgust. Like disgusting. And for whatever reason, evolution has made gay stuff be disgusting to straight people. And I think it's much more to straight men. Like basically, in the history of the world, history of humans... There were some straight men who didn't think that being gay was disgusting. And for whatever reason, they didn't have kids. They didn't pass on their DNA. And so now all we're left with now is straight men who think that gay stuff is disgusting. I mean, it's out of their control. So that explains, you know, that explains the right wing side of this little argument and that clip and whatnot is that uh, when you think something's disgusting, you're not going to put up with a bunch of illogical BS. And if that hurts someone's feelings, uh, you probably don't care. Although really, trans people, they just, they love it. They love it if they can get someone who says they're not trans and they will never call them blah, blah, blah. They actually love that because Feeling like a victim is one of the most powerful, empowering uh, feelings that a person can feel. Somehow evolution has said, when you get to to think that you're the victim, then you feel great. Yeah, so now we're starting to talk about what's what's going on in the human brain on the trans side. I'm not going to talk about what's going on in the human brain that makes you trans, but just kind of this whole thing where you want people to give you pronouns that you may or may not deserve well the first thing about that is that it feels wonderful wonderful to be a victim so if you can find something that other people won't do then boom you get to be a victim so that's part of it and then there's this other thing where what are we going to call just straight men so straight men do not like to talk about their feelings and they do not like to talk about their problems but basically anything other than a straight man They love to talk about their feelings, and they love to talk about their problems. And even more, loving to talk about that stuff, they like to make people listen. You know, you you don't want to talk alone to yourself in a room. You want someone to listen. And so this pronoun stuff, it lets transgender people talk to a straight man, pretty much a straight man every time, and the straight man just has to listen. I mean... I mean, just imagine, okay, I'm just going to imagine myself, and I bet you're the same as me, dear listener. But if a transgender individual, you know, I'm at a party or whatever, I'm somewhere, let's say a party, I'm at a party, and a transgender individual comes up to me and starts telling me all these different things about transgender, whatever, basically, I am stuck. I mean, I am, I'm effed. I am, I am completely effed, and I just got to sit there and listen to them talk about it. You know, I can't jump in and say, oh, yeah, well, yeah, the one time I was transgender, it went this other way, right? You can't, you can't, whatever, you can't add any of your thoughts. So it's not a, it's not going to be a two-way conversation. You are just going to be stuck there listening to them. And I don't know, here's a, here's an analogy. I don't know if this will, this will only work for some people who have been through something similar. 
but I know someone who was molested as a child. And they kind of like to talk about it. They don't talk about it all the time, but once they start talking about it, you're stuck there listening to them talk about it a long time. And, like, I'm a normal straight man, so if you're going to talk about child molesting, like, basically, if you like, over there, you know, whatever, in the house next door, there's a child who is currently being molested, then that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of child molestation stuff I want to hear, because then we're going to get the cops, we're going to get our friends, we're going to go save that kid right now. But if you're like, uh, 30 years ago, I was child molested, and let me tell you all the different things that it, all the different effects it's had on my life ever since, I'm like, please, Lord, let me out of this conversation. But you don't want to be rude, and you're just, you're just stuck there. You're just stuck standing there listening to this stuff, and you're screwed. And for whatever reason, when you can get a, you know, usually a straight man, but it could be anyone, it could be anyone, Maybe, but mostly straight men. When you can get a straight man stuck there, just completely screwed, listening to the stuff that they don't want to listen to, people freaking love it. And trans people freaking love it. I mean, gay people love it. Women, you know, like, you know, a woman talk about the time that she was treated poorly because she's a woman. I mean, you know, people start, for, for, and then people start making up stories. They start exact well, they start with exaggerating and then they just start with just totally made up stories. But they got you there stuck, stuck in your spot, and you gotta hear about the time that the boss grabbed their ass or whatever. Alright, actually that last part, yeah, women don't do that. Alright, I'm going off the rails, so let's call that a podcast. Alright, I wanna throw in a little bit of charitableness here to uh, redeem myself. I think, I mean, first off, it's not easy being a straight man, but it's not easy being a woman. It's not easy being a gay man or a lesbian, and it's probably really not easy to be a transgender. And so basically, I mean, you know, they are owed a little bit of you sitting there and getting an earful. Or not an earful, but you sitting there and uh, being a good listener, I guess. There's something else to say about this. Like, if a biological male wants to be a woman, it's not the same thing as a biological woman wanting to be a man. Like, it's easy for men to say, oh, you know, biological woman, but you're a man. Uh, sounds good. You know, come on over to my swim team. Come on over to my basketball team. You know, if you can compete, you can. If you can't, you can't. But when a biological male wants to be a woman, it's a little more tricky for women because they're not like, hey, come on over to my swim team, come on over to my basketball team because they're going to lose. Basically with men, it's like, hey, do whatever you want, men will still win. And women are like, uh, don't do whatever you want because now we're going to lose. Which is just fun because, you know, women are a minority who's oppressed and you get to uh, you get to uh, you know you get to pit one minority against another minority, which is always fun. Twitter handle at religion of woke, and thanks for listening.